All right, everybody. Hello and welcome back. Oh, hello, everybody. Hello. Sorry about screaming at you. Sorry about screaming at you right there. I'm just really upset with the FAA. What's up, Andre? What's up, Greg? I know. No, there should be a Darth Vader right now going, no, but there's not. It's just us screaming into the void again. The FAA has delayed Starship at least one month. At least one month. Whoo! What's up, Joy? I'm sure there is a reason. I'm sure there is, too. Yeah, Shakur, what's up? Welcome, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the show. Uh, thanks for stopping by. Thanks for being part of this. Thanks for being part of, uh, you know, the, 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 whole, the whole shebang here. Because the FAA has, once again postponed SpaceX's progress with Starship at Boca Chica, Starbase, Texas, about 25 miles away from my house. Went down there earlier today. I took a look at uh, Booster 7 coming out of the out of the bay. Went back in, came back out, went back in, and now it's back again. What's up? Hey, Joy, thank you so much for that super chat. You get some Starships. There you go. So, that's going to help out. So the trip down to Starbase today, everything helps, Joy. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that. Really do appreciate that. That's gas money to get to Starbase. So I can continue bringing you guys all the coverage from Starbase that I do and do live shows in the future. We got to shut off that alert. We got to give you that final Starship launch, which unfortunately won't be happening from Starbase anytime soon. But the good thing is, I got this thing up on the screen right now, so you guys can see this. This is the email I got a couple hours ago. Uh, the FAA is updating the release date for the SpaceX Starship Super Heavy Final Programmatic Environmental Assessment, the PEA, on the Federal Infrastructure Permitting uh, Dashboard, Permitting Dashboard, and Project Website. The FAA plans to issue the final PEA on April 29th. I was excited. We were three days away today. Earlier today, we're three days away from knowing if SpaceX could launch from Starbase, according to this environmental assessment. And now we have one more month to wait. They keep pushing it back and back and back. February, March, April, May, possibly. Elon wants to send a Starship orbital in May. Wants to do it in May. So if they push this back one more time, April turns into May. May turns into June. You know, and then we get the same thing that we keep getting from uh, the FAA, which is postponement of Starbase and Starship flights. So let's get into the second paragraph here. I'm so upset about it. I'm not really upset. I'm just, I'm not, I'm not surprised. <laughs> Uncensored says, does this surprise anybody? I'm not surprised. I'm just, you know, I'm just kind of like I'm a little bit bummed, you know, and I know some people are too. Uh, I know you guys are. So it's like, Elon said, and Elon said this in his uh, in his uh, latest uh, talk from Starbase, that he thinks it's going well with the FAA, and that everything's going cool, and it's, they're working together. But you know, they keep postponing it, and they don't. They didn't give like a real reason. You know, they didn't give like a specific reason for this to happen. But here we go. The planned April 29th, 2022 release date will allow the FAA to review the final PEA, including responses to comments 
and complete consultation and coordination with agencies at the local, state, and federal level. All consultations must be complete before the FEA can issue the final PEA. And then they go on to say, this is where you can check all this stuff out. And they send you, they gave me a link. And of course, it's the same thing as before. It's uh, this thing, the dashboard, the SpaceX Starship Super Heavy Launch Vehicle Program at the SpaceX Boca Chica Launch Site in Cameron County, Texas. Whoo! Look at this. You can see you can see the location. They have a little Google map there. They have all these things, environmental review and permit uh, status and progress, estimated completion date 4-29-2022. That was uh, 3-28-2022, just yesterday and earlier today. It'll happen, though. It'll happen. We'll, we will launch this thing. It will launch. I'm just a little bit revved up right now about this because I want this thing to work. <laughs> I want this to work, please. FAA, do it. I know I'm, I'm there with everybody else. I'm there with you, man. I'm there with you. I know how bad it, how bad we want this launch and how much we want to see a Starship launch, but we have to take our time. We have to take a deep breath, everybody. Take a deep breath. In and out. Because the FAA will eventually get around to it. And hopefully they'll say, all right, thumbs up uh, SpaceX for your launches from Starbase. And also, if you like this kind of content, give me a thumbs up uh, for the video. It really does help out. The likes really do help. And it will help give me uh, opportunities to bring you more coverage from Starbase. So give this video a thumbs up if you can. Environmental review and permitting process is complete. Two, only two of five have been completed so far. And you can go down here all the way down to this grid. This, uh, it was just so close. It was so close. But look at, now the line has moved. The goal lines, they keep moving the goal lines out month by month. But if they need this process to happen, if they need this process to happen like this, SpaceX is gonna be okay with it if they can launch from Boca Chica. Now, if the FAA says, oh, we need another year, we need another six months, SpaceX is gonna be like, okay, we'll continue building this thing down here, but um, we're gonna move everything to the Cape and we're never gonna look back. Like if you, when, we'll, when you get around to it, FAA, when you get around to a government, because they already have the ability to launch from uh, from the Cape. So they don't need Boca Chica to launch. Not quite, but it does put a kind of like a stinger on them, you know? Like it does kind of stop them in their tracks for a little bit, which is annoying more than anything. Um, if they need, but they need to do this right and they need to take their time. And I understand that, you know, and I think everybody else kind of understands that too, that these things are planned for the future but anything where there's hundreds of people involved different agencies involved and just so many people in different parts places things touching different things sending emails to people sending out different things it takes a long time i mean i know for a fact everybody that works for a living you know how hard it is to get one person to do one thing Right. So you could send a task to somebody and they could say, well, it's going to take me a week to get this done. All right. So and then if that person's like falls behind a little bit, maybe it's not a week, maybe it's a week and a half. Right. So imagine that and then upscale that 
by 100 people. Uh, what if, you know, they have to go through all, they have to go through thousands of replies for this thing. So I get it. I understand. Thousands of these people uh, that have talked about SpaceX, the environment, uh, why we want SpaceX to launch. People wrote letters, like huge, like pages and pages of stuff for the FAA to go over. And of course, the FAA has to go through all of it, has to read it word for word. Can't just skim it. And SpaceX had some people on that too. Uh, so SpaceX was involved with looking over the stuff and giving the FAA bullet points, going back and forth. And the FAA and SpaceX have been working together for a long time, really well together. So I don't think there's any beef between the FAA and SpaceX. I just think it's, I just think it takes a little bit of time, which, and I know it doesn't, it's not what I want to hear. <laughs> I want to hear the FAA is messing up SpaceX a hundred percent. It's the FAA's fault if SpaceX doesn't launch in May. I would love to think that that's the case, but I just think it's bureaucracy and I think it's red tape and I think it's just the sheer amount of work that they had to do. So pushing it back one month, it sucks. I'm going to be honest with you guys. I'm not happy with it. I wanted this thing to go through as soon as possible. I want to cheer. I wanted like three days from now, I want to have a parade. <laughs> you know, I wanted, I wanted to go to Starbase and like have a flag, you know, like, yay, thank you, FAA. And like, you know, do that whole thing. I want to be excited about it. But, the, you know, we have to wait another month and a day because of it. So unfortunately, that's what SpaceX has to go up against right now. They're postponed by another month. But if Elon wants to launch in May... Uh, this doesn't really matter then, right? Let me like in, in chat, let me know what you think, because if they, if they're going to launch in May anyways, if the FAA gets done in April, then it doesn't matter anyway. So they could get done in three days or they could get done in a month. This show is brought to you by Backblaze. I use Backblaze to back up my podcast, my video files all of my writing stuff and all my photos. And you get unlimited computer backup for Macs and PCs for just $7 a month. You can back up your own documents, photos, videos, drawings, projects, all of your data and access your backed up data from anywhere in the world using the web app. And you can access the files on your mobile too. iOS, Android apps, all covered. And this is the cool part. This is my favorite part. You can restore it by mail. A hard drive will come to your house with all your data shipped to your door, it could come to your business too. And you can restore return refund program. So you can buy a hard drive restore, send the hard drive back within 30 days and get a full refund. So basically they ship you this hard drive and then you ship it back and you don't ever pay for it, which is the perfect program for somebody who has huge files and you don't want to waste days and days downloading terabytes and teraflops of data. And if you're worried about accidentally deleting your files, two bucks extra a month, you can increase your retention history to one year. And I use it for all of my video files. It comes in super handy. So $7 plus $2, $9 a month, and you get everything backed up. Ease of mind for up to a year. And if you use the URL backblaze.com slash Elon, you get a fully featured 15 day, no credit card required free trial. Check it out. Play with it. Start protecting yourself from potential bad times. Back your stuff up. It's recommended by the New York Times, Inc., Macworld, PC World, LifeWire, 
Wired, Tom's Guide, 9 to 5 Mac, and more. And it's recently been listed on the NASDAQ Stock Exchange under BLZE, so you know they're legit. Backblaze is committed more than ever to bringing easy and affordable data storage that you can trust. Don't be that person that forgot to back up their important files. We've got your back. Sign up for a free 15-day trial. No credit card required. Go there, sign up, play with it. It's really powerful and it's really easy to use. So go to backblaze.com slash Elon. Backblaze.com slash Elon. Backblaze.com slash Elon. And SpaceX will still launch in May. If this works out, you know, if, if Starship works out, so they could, um, you know, could, might not even be a thing. Might not be an issue. So we'll see. We'll see what happens in a month. And that's kind of me talking talking you through this and talking myself through this too, because it's tough. It's tough to think about that stuff when you're like so riled up because I saw this earlier today and I was like, Oh no. Oh no, you didn't. <laughs> but yeah, the, the whole thing just went, went South. Uh, Joy says I got to run, but we'll watch this later. FAA is what it is. I'll be, I'll be okay. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I think everything is going to be okay. Joy. Um, Adam Koch says, uh, FA holds them back and NASA gives Blue Origin another chance. Strange how that works. Interesting. There's a Blue Origin launch coming up, too, uh, by the way. Hello from Erie, PA. Gary, what's up? Uh, I miss Erie, man. I miss that whole area. The whole area is beautiful. Um, so that's here's a little side note for you, Gary. Texas is really, really flat where I'm at. There are no hills, no pine trees. I'm from the Buffalo area, so I know what hills and pine trees are like, and I know what mountains are like, and the rolling uh, southern tier of uh, of Western New York, that whole beautiful wine country. So I I feel you, man. <laughs> I feel you, feel you, Gary. So it's flat down here. Enjoy the nature up there. Uh, Shakira says, uh, when did SpaceX begin this environmental assessment process? How long has it been going on altogether? Oh man, this has been going on since. Let me see if I can find it on here. I think it's I think there's a start date on here. Uh maybe not. Maybe this is maybe this goes to I know it's on here somewhere. Da, 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 da. Uh let's see. September 2021, FAA published the draft program environmental assessment for SpaceX at the SpaceX draft PEA on September 17, 2021. FAA intended to release the PEA March 28th, 2022, and then they postponed it till the 29th of April. So since last year, they've been going since last year and they've been postponing it ever since, you know? So, and it was on there somewhere. Um, Tanner says, do you, I uh, think this, these are some Karens in Brownsville who are worried about environment. What do you think is the main thing holding it back? I think it's just Tanner. I, I really do think it's just, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of work to do. You know what I'm saying? Like there's, there's just a ton of stuff, but also I think there are people that are, that are worried about the environment. And I think that's totally valid. I think it's totally valid if people are worried about the environment. I met somebody down here and we were joking around, you know, we were totally joking around, but, uh, we were watching, it was for the first stack of ship 20 and booster four. And I was on the dunes and I can't remember the guy's name. Cool dude. Cool guy. And we were hanging out, we were talking about stuff and, um, just talking about Starship and stuff and like the launch and things. And I was like, yeah, you know, it's going to be a while before the FAA gives them the go. And 
uh, we were talking about the environment. We were talking about the animals. I was like, you know, we have to make sure that the animals are taken care of. And I, I want to do it right. You know, I want the FAA to be okay. And I want the animals to be okay too. I also want humans to progress forward. So I told him, you know, I want, I want to make sure that the animals are okay. I want to make sure that everything's okay because if an earthworm is out of place, that can mess up the whole ecosystem. You know, and I was just saying, you know, basically that's pr pretty much what it is. If an earthworm's out of place, if we kill all the earthworms down there or whatever, whatever it is, um, then maybe the bird won't eat that thing. They don't have food there. That bird dies because it doesn't have enough nutrition. And then from there, it goes up and up the food chain. Bunch of stuff gets out of place because of some rumbling from a rocket, you know, something like that. And he's like, ah, whatever. <laughs> I'm like, what? But I think a lot of people think like that. They think of like, yeah, whatever, let's launch this thing. And I, I'm there with you guys. Like, I want this thing to launch too, but I think we have to do it right. And I think the FAA is doing the right thing by maybe not by postponing it so much, but I, I think they're doing the right thing by doing the environmental review and permitting process um, thoroughly because they don't want people to come back later and sue the FAA or federal agencies, you know, whatever, due to something that they overlooked. So they have to be very, very specific about what they what they get into here. And SpaceX is the same way. I think they think the same way. Uh, they don't want to do. They want to. They want to make sure that it's done right. And I know it's, you know, it's probably frustrating as hell for those guys. And not, you know, for me, I'm like I'm a fan and I'm an observer. I I see starships almost every day. I go down to Boca Chica. I go down to Starbase. I was down there earlier today. Hadn't been in a couple days. It was cool to be back. And um, yeah, so the the postponement isn't going to affect me in particular, but it'll affect, if it keeps getting pushed back month by month, it'll affect SpaceX and the progress of Starship and their moon landings, the lunar landings, the Artemis landings. I mean, those things are pretty big deal. Right. And the uh, Polaris project, too. So and Dear Moon and all the other things that Starship needs to do, like launch Starlink satellites. You know, they're going to make a bunch more money the more satellites they can launch. More coverage means more people can have it. Gary Cunningham just says, I just got my Starlink dish. So Erie and Buffalo have service now. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. More satellites, more coverage, more money. It's sustainable. Actually, I, I read this thing. Um, I think it was Gwen Shotwell. I believe it was Gwen. Somebody from SpaceX said Starlink right now is sustainable. They're making enough money to continue Starlink the way that it is. And they don't need any outside funding to continue funding Starlink because SpaceX Starlink is doing well on its own. But if they can make more money, that's even better. Bring it to more people. That's even better. So, yeah. I, it's just, it's a, like I was saying before, the the earthworm and the bird. It's kind of like that. Like if they don't let SpaceX launch a starship from Boca Chica, they can't launch Starlink from Boca Chica. They can't launch moon lunar tests or orbital tests from Boca Chica. They have to spend time either transporting stuff from Boca Chica, which would be kind of a pain, but it's totally possible. They've done it before. Uh, NASA has done it before. They've barged a lot of uh, ships around. It's possible, um, but building things at uh, uh, NASA over there at the Cape, that's going to be a thing. So, yeah.
it's crazy. It's crazy how fast this is all working. So it's crazy how fast it's working, but also there's a possible slowdown due to the FAA. It's insane. Um, Andre, rocket size is so large, it's amazing. Camera does not do it justice. A hundred percent. A hundred percent, Andre. A hundred percent. The first time I came down here, so you can see, like, I can watch all the all the streams, NASA Space Flight, and all, you know, whoever else is down here and doing their thing. But literally, it is life-changing when you drive down Highway 4 and you see for the first time, you see a high bay, like peeking up over some bushes and trees. And you're like, it is, you're, miles, you're still miles away. You know, you're probably five miles away from it. But you can see it, and then it goes behind those trees again or those bushes. And you're like, was that high bay? And like the first time I went down, I, I didn't really know what to expect because it's a lot different in person. And you're like, I was like, was that high bay? What is that? You know, like, I didn't know. I've never been here before. Um, and then you see, you see the whole thing. You know, you see what they're doing down here, and you see a rocket literally in the rocket garden. Like you can, you can get pretty close. You can get like almost underneath those things. And you look up, and you're like, one day I was, I was looking up so high that my hat fell off. Like that's how, that's how, that's how tall these things are. Like 150 feet tall. They're huge. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Um, Adam says, uh, uh, hope you put your order in. Well, they just raised the price of the in down payment and all. Yeah, Adam, I did. I did the other day. Yeah. So I'm getting Starlink down here. Uh, hopefully I get it soon. Hopefully I get it before the launch. That would be perfect. Uh, but I, I have a plan in place. Um, so there's, there's a way to do it where you can, you don't have to have your current address as your only address for Starlink, so you can make it mobile, basically. So I figured all that stuff out, and I'm just waiting on confirmation that I'm going to get Starlink. So should uh, should get shipped sometime. But yeah, I saw the price ra the price raise, and I'm um, I'm okay with it because I understand what it's going to bring me, and I know what it's going to bring you guys too, because I know that live streaming is one of those things that I love to do it. I love to do it from Starbase, but man. Um, my my hotspot dies out after 30 minutes and then like my data gets cut my data gets cut off and then it like stops the stream and then it picks back up after a few minutes and i'm like i don't want an interrupted signal you know like that's annoying so yeah it's just going to be crazy in the future with starlink down there um i know a couple other streamers use it and they're okay with it like it's totally cool um you just whip it out of your trunk and throw it on your on your roof while you stream so we'll be cool for the launch too. Uh, Andre says, dude, your channel is freaking zoning, zooming in subscribers. Yeah, it's going crazy, right? People are subscribing like nuts. So yeah, thanks to everybody who's been subscribing to the channel too. Super cool. I appreciate you. Um, Amarga says, are they actually out there checking out the nature habitat to do studies to see what the rocket's impact will be? You know, I've seen some FAA and uh, wildlife um people out there so it's possible i don't know what they're doing in particular but i have been down there and i have seen i have seen it happen i've seen uh, fish and wildlife fish and game people down there uh doing their thing so they could be they could be for this kind of stuff maybe they're doing an assessment down there i'm not sure i don't know what they're doing if those are the people but i know i've seen a bunch of trucks down there actually one saturday there was a uh, there's a side road right before Starbase. I don't know the name of the road off the top of my head, but it's a cool little road, cool little side road. And um, 
as you're going down Highway 4, it just goes off to the right, and I saw like 10 uh, wildlife trucks out there. So, um, yeah, it's cool. It's cool. I think they're out there doing their thing. Um, I'll need to send a letter to the FAA and tell them <laughs> what A's they are. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I I think they're doing okay, though. You know, I, I, I think that would just postpone things a little bit more. You're planning a trip to Boca in a month. Oh, dude, that's going to be so fun. If you can, stay on South Padre Island. Um, yeah, South Padre Island. Stay there for a night. It's two nights, whatever. Uh, you can get, like, relatively decent uh, hotel, like, a good hotel for a relatively good price, too. But I would book it in advance. Um, I don't get any money for this, but the Pearl at South Padre, uh, they're a good... Um, they're a good hotel, and you ha you can get a room with a view of a starship, of the starship uh, of Boca Chica Beach. So that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. So um, uh, let's see. Guide88 says, we'll keep it going. Got to scoot. Be vigilant and stay positive. Heck yes. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, Jeff says, where do you sign up? Where do you look to find Starlink? Uh, Starlink.com, actually. That's where. Yeah. Yeah, so that's oh, also Andre. If you, you know, if you, um, if you want to just camp, you can camp on the beach at Starbase too. So, <laughs> yeah, Brownsville hotels are interesting. Yeah, I, you know, and I, I love Brownsville. I think it's great, but South Padre Island has a much better selection of hotels. If you know what I'm saying. Yeah, so much, much more touristy. It's much more fun. It's, uh, I think it's a better better experience it's going to be fun for you though regardless if you don't have any money like staying on the beach totally cool stay in your car you know have a little camp going on down there totally cool uh you can pull off to the side of the road highway four and i think you can sleep in your car there i'm not sure um but i th i'm not sure what the uh what the legalities of that are so don't take my word on it please but i think you can get a room for uh, like a hundred bucks a night or something like that. And there's, there's a really inexpensive hotel in Brownsville. It's like 40 bucks a night. I don't know where it is, but I saw some vlogger do a, uh, do a show about Brownsville. And they were like, yeah, we stayed in Brownsville for like 40 bucks a night. And I'm like, what? That's cheap. Like, how'd you get that? Uh, so, you know, we're, we're going to see, we're going to see what happens. Um, yeah. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm sure Cape Canaveral is on a wildlife preserve refuge, refuge and NASA got approved. Yes, yes, uh, Bruce, that's 100% true. SpaceX has been approved for um, the environmental stuff over at the Cape. So whatever happens at Boca, uh, they're just going to keep that in Boca and move on to the Cape if they can't move on with launches um, from here. So unfortunately, you know, we have to wait for that. They won't launch in May either. Dave S., I agreed. I agree with you. Um, I don't think they're going to launch in May. They don't have a lot of time. You know, Booster 7 doesn't have grid fins on it. And I don't know if or when they're going to put grid fins on Booster 7. Why would they Why would they not have grid fins on it yet if they're going to use it on the at the launch site? That's another question that I'd like to ask you guys. I got some footage today. I wonder if I can find that for you. Oh, you know what? I did a I did a short earlier. So maybe I could pull that up for you. Uh let's see. Let's see if I can find that. There it is. 
So booster seven, let me see if I can pull that up. There might be audio in this, I'm not sure. That's not the right one. I grabbed the wrong video. Uh, ugh, don't look at that. Ugh, Blue Origin. <laughs> we can talk about that for a second too. There's a uh, there's a, a launch, uh, Blue Origin, New Shepard mission, NS20, March 29th. Uh, and then we can check out a little bit of that. I would want to take a look at this. But these are all like regular people. These are like moms and dads, you know? Like, it's kind of cool. Blue Origin today announced a sixth crew member joining New Shepard's 20th mission with Blue Origin's Gary Lay, uh, New Shepard chief architect. Gary joins a previously announced crew. Uh, where's Gary? Or maybe it's Lee. I'm not sure. Lie, maybe. I'm not sure. Bad at names. Um, but they have, yeah, they have six people here, and they all look like <laughs> like your mom or your dad. Like, they're all a little bit older. So it, it's a thing that people are gravitating towards. People with money, who have had money for a long time, can get these flights. But it's kind of cool because they're showing that regular people, you know, after soccer practice or, you know, when they drop you off at soccer practice, they're going to go jump in a Blue Origin flight real quick. And then, you know, they're going to go to space and then come back down, pick you up, and then you go home to eat dinner. You know, it's one of those things. It seems pretty cool. But I think this is the, the booster. There we go. Get that out of there. Uh, so booster seven, as you can see here, they were prepping it for a move earlier today. I was out there earlier today. Booster seven, no grid fins. You can see at the top there, there's no grid fins. So I don't know what the heck they're doing with this thing, but we'll see what happens. I don't know if they're going to launch this or not, but it seems like it's a weird thing. Like, why wouldn't they have grid fins already? They should have grid fins on this thing before they fly it. That would make sense. Or before they take it to the launch site. It makes, it doesn't make any sense to me. So are they taking this thing to the rocket garden? Or are they going to scrap it? What are they, why do they build it if they're not going to use it? Will Booster 8 be a better booster? Um, uh, apparently, Booster 8 is very similar to Booster 7. Uh, there's a common dome, I think, that's a little bit different or something like that. But I think it's very similar to Booster 7. I think this might be this might be a, a tester, like a, uh, what's it called? I was going to say a highway. What's it called? A test, basically. A test vehicle, possibly, to see how they can build it. And then they build Booster 8 a little bit better. Because they have time. They have till May. But they also still have to do pressure tests, they have to do cryo tests, they have to do static fires, and they have to do that with not only booster, but they also have to do that with ships, whatever the ship is going to be that they're going to use. People say ship 22, and I'm like, ship 24, maybe. 24-7 would be cool. Um, somebody said that on, the, on, the, uh, uh, on a stream earlier today, 24-7. Uh, Happy Cappy says, going again in April. I booked when I thought 420 was going to launch on 420. Oh, nice. <laughs> nice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Xpixel says, uh, will the second orbital test be caught by the chopstick arms? No. Prob guaranteed not going to catch anything with the chopstick arms um, until a few flights are done because they don't want to destroy the infrastructure. Because if something goes wrong, and it could, uh, they don't want to destroy things. So catching things in the chopsticks on the second orbital flight, probably not going to happen. You can never say never with SpaceX, though. So, I mean, they might just go like, yeah, that was a great first test launch. 
but I, I pretty much guarantee that Pathfinder, Aaron, yes, yes, perfect. Um, I was like, road, highway, ditch. Um, so I don't think they're going to catch it with the chopsticks, not anytime soon. I think it's going to be uh, four or five flights, maybe 10 flights down. I don't know. But like soft, safe water landings, it doesn't make any sense to, to you know, risk it all to test something like the chopsticks until you get the landing absolutely pinpoint accurate. Even though those chopsticks are absolutely huge in person and they're gigantic, don't risk it. Not worth it. There's infrastructure. Stage zero. There's other things there. There's all the tanks. There's all the infrastructure there. All the pipes. All the electronics. Everything there. Everything. Recondensers. Everything. Don't blow it up. Not worth it. So I would say 10 flights. Maybe 7 flights. Something like that. Just to get it perfect. Um, uh, Andre says FEA is postponing due to some statistical analysis that they're doing on water animals and sound and pollution emissions controls. Yeah. Basically, yeah, they're... they're it's paperwork at this point, <laughs> you know, it's paperwork. And that's kind of, it's kind of, uh, kind of boring, you know, like a boring reason for them to do it, but it is what it is. You know, uh, tomorrow was yesterday. He says the best grid fins are no grid fins. Ah, maybe you never know. I mean, if they don't really need to land this thing in any particular area, if they can guide it enough with, uh, Huh, with raptors, with gimbling raptors. I mean, they don't really need to slow it down, do they? Other than at the at the landing area. They might be able to control it with raptors. That would be so sweet, especially for these test flights. Maybe don't even do grid fins. That's interesting, though. It's an interesting concept. Um, to be fair, though, a lot of that is probably designed to withstand the fireball. Yeah, yeah. Uh, SpaceX tends to take risks more than other rocket companies. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But they also have, you know, they have millions of dollars at Starbase. Like the, the videos do it no justice about how complex these systems are. Absolutely insane. Um, you know, no matter how many videos or pictures I've seen of uh, stage zero or how many videos or photos that I've taken of stage zero, Every time I go down there, I'm like, was that there yesterday? You know, there's just immense miles of cables and just like circuit boards and servos and, you know, uh, just tons of stuff on the at the base of stage zero that like, I don't think they'd risk it right away. I think they would take them a while. Um, Sebi says Starship is going to be absolutely crucial going forward now that BE4 is delayed. Uh, NASA finally admitted SLS is unsustainable and RD-180s are no longer available for commercial customers. Uh, yeah, I think the FAA should hurry, too. Uh, I agree with you. Now that they, they see that SpaceX, um, you know, they're giving them a reusable sort of function for the SLS, uh, for the HLS, sorry. So, yeah, I think it's going to I think it's going to be pretty cool in the next um I don't know, three, four months to see what happens down there at Starbase. But in the next 10 months to a year, it's going to be wild, dude. It's going to be wild. Um, 
They can just take the fins from booster four. I'm sure they haven't changed them. Oh yeah, that's a good idea. Just take them off four because they have to move four out of there. They got to get the engines off four, cart the engines out. They have to move booster four. So just take the fins off four. They probably, yeah. They sure, I'm sure they haven't done much change to them. So, and if they have, it probably hasn't been a ton. Uh, is the new Chimes Act as wings like WAI video describes? Maybe uh, they can glide back without fins. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Um, I mean, you can kind of see at the bottom that they're kind of, it's kind of fin like down there at the bottom of the booster, right above the, um, the words there before the breaking news thing. It's possible. Possible the covers could be more like fins, but they don't move or anything. That's the problem, I think. But I think they could do a, a propulsed landing and kind of guide it back in with uh, with the Raptors. Uh, it's not that I'm worried about. It's the fact that they keep making themselves liars. I don't think they're making themselves liars, though. I wouldn't go that far. I would say uh, they didn't anticipate all that they got from the people. I think that's part of it, too. I think the... I don't think these people are pretend like purposefully being horrible. You know what I'm saying? Like they're not purposefully being, uh, stopping SpaceX from launching. Happy Cappy. Thank you. Got to run. Will. thanks for the update. Enjoy your night. It's almost, yeah, it's seven 30 here. So I got to get going in a little bit too. Thank you. You get a starship. You get a couple starships for that. Thank you so much. That's like five, four or five trips. Down to Starbase. Thank you so much for that. Um, happy. I really appreciate you, man. Um, but the, uh, yeah, there's so there's so many comments from environmental groups, the comments that SpaceX had to go through, people like myself who wrote a book, basically, to the FAA telling them, hey, you should do this. The future of humanity is, you know, uh, this is on you, man. If you don't do it, that's cool. But something happens it's all on you um there's tens of thousands of comments though and not every comment is just like you should do this this sounds cool you know there are some that are pages long you know and there are some that are a couple paragraphs long and you have to read every single one of those and not only read it but you have to you have to mark it you have to grade it you have to tell them you know what's good what's bad is this a good thing for us? Is this a bad thing? Then you have to go through that data, sift through that data. It's a huge process. And I don't think the FEA or SpaceX really expected that much. So I think they're kind of getting through all that stuff. And then they have to give it to the other, you know, not just the FAA, but there's other, other things involved too. Check this out. So it's not just the FAA. Uh, Endangered Species Act consultation. Uh, Section 106 review, environmental assessment, endangered species acts consultation, you know, all this stuff. Um, it all has to it has to go through Magnuson Stevens Fishery Conservation and Management Act Section 305 essential fish habitat consultation. So they have to consult with a bunch of other places, you know, uh, uh, government agencies, like for tens of thousands of comments. So it's not just. I wish it were easy. You know, I wish the answer was. There's ten. There's seven thousand comments that go yes, let's go, and then there's three thousand that go nah, I don't really want this to happen, or like don't want it to happen. And there's some in between, you know, that are, that you have to decipher what they want, because some people aren't good at communicating that kind of stuff, and that you know, I think it's a, uh, I think it's a, uh, 
I think it's a people thing too. You know, I think there's just maybe not enough workforce to get this done too. So I, I think, you know, it just comes down to people power at some point and getting it right, getting in front of the right people, giving them kind of a broad overview of things and then drilling it. I know how corporate stuff works, man. I worked at a corporation and sometimes it is like pulling teeth. Sometimes one small thing that could have been a chat turns into a three-day meeting. But you could have just said, uh, hey, dude, got my code done this morning. Uh, what else do you need? But instead, you have your boss who micromanages you. <laughs> this is from, from personal experience. The boss that micromanages you after you've sent after you send your code up to the to the uh, to the Git repository, and your boss is like, "Oh, so I've seen you've sent your your uh, code up. Let's go through next steps." And then he does a three-day meeting about next steps when all he could have said was, "Here's the bullet points, brother. This is what you need to do to get this done." And then you're like. Oh, why am I sitting in this meeting? Like, this has nothing to do with me. You're just spouting off stuff that you want to hear yourself talk about. So there could be some of that going on, too. You know, uh, the government's the biggest corporation in America. So it is the corporation of America, basically. It's a big business. You know, everything, it's a big machine. And there's a lot of parts in that machine. So <laughs> something that could have been a text. Probably a three-day meeting. So... That's what I'm saying about the FAA. I wish it were faster. I wish it were done. And then we wouldn't know. We wouldn't have this hesitation of you know, like, well, what if, what if, you know? So um, Elon did tell everybody to go ahead and voice their opinion. Maybe he shouldn't have. Yeah. Well, the other, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he has millions of followers on Twitter too. So that tweet probably got them, you know, tens of thousands of people. Uh you know, rocking in their, their comments and stuff and positive or negative because he has a lot of haters. Elon, for some reason, people hate the guy or they love the guy. This is the richest guy in the world. He's making rockets and they think that he's making these, some people think Elon's making rockets to send the billionaires off the planet in escape. And I'm like, yo, do you understand how deadly space is? That's not what they're doing. Why would they do that? That just doesn't make any sense. Uh, I was actually talking with one of my friends earlier today. And uh, <laughs> we were talking about that. Like, uh, is, Ellie, is, uh, is Elon actually from Mars? And we started making up, you know, funny, funny themes that conspiracy theory people would talk about. Like, uh, what was it? I think it was Elon is sending people to Mars because he's actually in so, like he's he's a robot or something and in order for him to become a human he has to have a mars baby or something it was like but you know conspiracy-minded people would think that they think those kind of things and it's crazy but people also think that you know the f there's a big faa conspiracy holding back spacex because the faa somebody in the faa has ties with some other company which yeah they might be friends with them but that's collusion and corruption two of the most like criminal things an agency could do and people that are in that agency if they're doing that if there's proof of them doing that they go to uh you know they have to go through the whole legal process and find them you know guilty or whatever but so it what it comes down to is there's just a lot of paperwork that's what i'm trying to get at here there's a lot of paperwork 
So I just wanted you guys to be able to blow off a little bit of steam and myself blow off a little bit of steam about that too, about this too, because sometimes it's a lot to take in, especially when you're as invested as you are and I am about SpaceX and about Starship, because we are invested. Like I wouldn't have a SpaceX channel. Like I wouldn't have a space news pod channel if it weren't for my investment of just loving spaceflight, you know, and it's the, the fact that I know that these things take a lot of time and I know that everybody involved is a person, you know, you have to think about that too. Everyone there is a person and it, like, you can't, like I put, I, I procrastinated today writing code, you know, I'm, I'm doing a portfolio piece uh, of code and I put, I, <laughs> I postponed, you know, I procrastinated for a couple hours because I was like, well, I just got to clean up the house. Oh, I just got to do this and that. And I'm just one guy. Could you imagine a thousand of me doing that? So that could be, that's a possibility too. So somebody could have went on a long lunch that day and missed a meeting. Uh, would you call Rocket Lab Neutron like a mini starship? And also, I think Rocket Lab deserves more love. I love Rocket Lab. I think it's really uh, a really great organization really great company and i wish them all the best in the future in their future endeavors it sounded like i just broke up with them <laughs> it sounds like I, I was like rocket lab you know you're really good you're a really good guy rocket lab <laughs> uh but yeah it's like a i mean it's i think it's on their way to becoming um i think they're on their way to becoming like a mini um uh, like a mini spacex you know it's gonna take them a little while I think there are behemoth space companies out there too that are looking at Starship and looking at SpaceX and going, I think we could do something like that. You know, I think we could do something like that and kind of take them on a little bit, take off some of their, because they, those people see billions of dollars in revenue. You know, they're not just making rockets to make rockets to go to Mars. SpaceX is doing this to make money. Um, and it's, it's a business. It's like anything else, anything else where you make money, you got to think of, uh, how are you going to make that money? How much money can you make? Are you getting greedy? And if you're getting greedy, why are you getting, getting greedy? Is it going to be better for the overall uh, end product? In SpaceX's end product is Mars, getting people to Mars and beyond. Uh, so something like Starlink, where they can make billions of dollars and then bankroll everything else, is that greed or is that business? You know, did they make this so they can make a bunch of money and only because they want to make a bunch of money? Not just that they have a, there's a purpose to bring internet to people that don't have internet, but also to make a buttload of money and bring people internet, you know, <laughs> that don't have internet. So make that money, bankroll starship, et cetera, et cetera, keep going. And then from there, everything falls into place and then that'll be all, all good. Um, so it's all, it's all, you know, money-based and I, I think SpaceX is doing the right thing. And I think Rocket Lab, they have their, they have their little piece of the pie. And I think eventually uh, they'll have a bigger piece of the pie because they're doing it right. And they're doing it very well for as, for not as long of, uh, you know, they haven't been around for a long time as far as like, uh, they're not a legacy space company, you know, they're a new space company. So yeah, I think there's a, there's a thing to be said about Rocket Lab that, They've done so much in such a little amount of time. So yeah, kind of crazy. Um, also one more thing before we go, SpaceX uh, has six additional 
uh, space station resupply missions. Dragon will continue to deliver critical cargo on NASA uh, and supplies to and from the orbital uh, lab through 2026. So SpaceX will be working with NASA, bringing stuff to the space station through 2026. And they go through on this NASA page, uh, CRS-2 contracts to resupply uh, space station in 2016. Um, and then 2020, they had another one, uh, two additional missions from Northrop Grumman, uh, three additional missions from SpaceX. Uh, and now they have a total of 32 missions have been ordered by the agency for cargo resupply missions under the CRS-2 contracts with 14 missions in Northrop, uh, three missions to Sierra Nevada Corporation, now Sierra Space, and 15 missions to SpaceX. So SpaceX has the most, but not by much, only by one. So uh, good for SpaceX, good for them. And here's, if you want to check out the whole environmental uh, email that I got earlier, check out Twitter, at Space News Pod. Make sure to follow over there. Make sure to uh, uh, make sure to follow here, too. Make sure to subscribe to the show. We're almost at 90,000. Where are we at? We're really close. 88,000 something, 88,500-ish, 88,600 almost. So if you could give this video a like and if you could subscribe to the channel, I'd really appreciate it. And... Uh, yeah, make sure to ring the bell, of course, because if you ring the bell, you get all the notifications when I go live and when I go live from Starbase and all this, all that fun stuff. So new videos, etc. So uh, I want to say thanks to everybody today. And I want to give a special shout out to Happy Cappy, of course, for Super Chats, Super Stickers. And also there was one more above that, Joy with 20 and Happy Cappy with 20. Thanks so much for that. Really do appreciate that. Um, yeah, uh, that's it for tonight though, guys. I really do appreciate it. Make sure to subscribe. Ladies and gentlemen, says X pixels. Thank you. Have a great night, everybody. And have a great tomorrow. I'm going to be down at Starbase tomorrow getting footage, getting video, and I'm going to be trying to stream from there too. So, um, look out for that. Make sure to, uh, subscribe for that. That's about it. I'm glad you guys were here so I could vent about the, uh, <laughs> about the FAA stuff. Appreciate you. Take care, everybody. Here's the end screen that's not that good. Let's see if it works. I got to find it. End screen. Da, 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 da. There we go. End screen. There it is. It's not that good. <laughs> it's all right, but not that good. Yeah. And then I can go like this. I can get rid of me. Hit the thumbs up. There's StarshipShirts.com. You get 20% off of your order if you just just go and get a shirt. At StarshipShirts.com, you get 22, I think it's 22 to 33% off one shirt. Uh, any order that you do uh, over at StarshipShirts.com. That's our shirt company. It's uh, helping fund our, uh, our missions to Starbase. So thank you so much for all the latest and greatest purchases, uh, and I'll get those up pretty soon. We're going to be sending them out as soon as we get them. So always ship around the world. Everything gets shipped around the world. So make sure to go to starshipshirts.com and get your shirt today. Thank you, and have a great night, everybody. Love you guys. Take care.